it's it's just a lot. Welcome to episode 73.5 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Les. My co-host today are Dade and our special guest, Addie. Tonight, we're talking about self-care in the time of Rona. But first, let's talk about what we're drinking, consuming, and excited about, maybe, if you can have any excitement during this time. Um, Addie, you want to start in and tell us what you're uh, up to? Been Today, I'm consuming just some standard coffee. It's from like Archer Farms, like it's something from uh, Target. <laughs> Just needed some K cup coffee for right now. Um, right now, what what has me excited during these funny times is just more homemade cooking and exploring like ramen soups. Um, Ooh, and so making it spicy, making it more sweeter. Just exploring like what can we really do with vegetables. Um, when everybody's reaching for the canned goods, uh, we're reaching currently for the produce and going to save the canned goods for later when we start low on our produce. Um, keep going. <laughs> uh, so like uh, 4D puzzles is really fun and exciting. Um, me and my girlfriend have been huge fans of Game of Thrones. Uh, the series is well over with, but we haven't opened up a 4D puzzle that was gifted. We took this time to start exploring that puzzle, trying to put it together, and it's not easy. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be easier, but it's over, I think, a thousand pieces. Oh, wow. Uh, And I think the the second layer that's more 3D-ish, I think that in itself is about 400 pieces. That is really a challenge, and, and I love it. I think challenges like that really take your mind off of everything else that's going on. I've always been the tech person in my like family and friend circle and work for like a tech startup. It's really fun and exciting to be able to dive deep with friends and family, just getting to learn how to use their phones for video chats and Zoom and Google Meets. Uh, so I've been like everybody's go-to tech support <laughs> time. So that's that's been fun. That's where I'm at right now. Cool. What about you, Dade? What about me? Um, well, I'm drinking a baby Coke. Uh, I try not to drink a lot of soda, <laughs> but... Um, I love you and your baby Cokes. Well, because I, I can't... I, I get the same satisfaction of opening a can of soda, but they're tiny. So um, so I'm doing that. Um, I have been consuming a lot of animal crossing. Um, it's really kind of like this oasis in, in this desert of despair at times for me personally. And, um, it's been really fun. Um, it's, it's actually, so all of my friends on, you know, Nintendo switch every day around this time, everyone's online playing animal crossing. Like that's literally what everyone's doing. Um, my wife's gotten involved. So it's, it's been a way for me to participate in a hobby that I, hobby that I like, but also, um, you know, have my wife share something with me. She's never been a gamer. So it's kind of, we have something more to talk about than just our regular stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, I mean, I've had admittedly a pretty tough week, um, just being in a kind of weird headspace. Uh, I think it's, as I get closer, I think it's this whole, now it's April, um, you know, and, and time is ticking by and I really need to think about 
graduate school and how that's going to look and what I'm going to do and kind of the disappointment that I'm feeling about not being able to do the stuff that Mm. I wanted to do before grad school. You know, Um, I had this great plan um, at the end of May to travel home to New Jersey and hang out with my parents and then go to New York City and have like the stationary world tour part two, Um, you know, and I can't do any of that. Uh, And that's sad. And I think, you know, it's, it's figuring out other ways to have that quote unquote break before school does start. Um, You know, I, I am working two jobs still, albeit very differently um, in one of them. But even working online, I mean, I have to devote a chunk of my day to being available. Um, whether or not I help people is another story. I mean, I today I was available for four hours and not one student, um, you know, needed help, which is fine. I get paid anyway, but it's just a commitment. Um, and then just the stress of, of leaving my house to work at the emergency animal hospital and knowing that, you know, in some form I put myself at risk by doing that and – yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just a lot. Um, so I've been thinking about, you know, designating a space in my apartment to do schoolwork. Uh, the room that I'm in now, um, has my, you know, computer, um, my stationery, but it's more of a room for gaming and for podcasting and for, it's not very conducive to studying. So trying to find an alternate space for me to have just a, this is where I'm going to do my work because normally I would go to a coffee shop or I would go somewhere else outside of my apartment to do schoolwork. It's the way I've always operated. It's the way I got through grad school. I mean, undergrad. So Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I need to figure it out. Um, and I have a, I have a two bedroom, pretty big thousand square foot apartment. So it's not like I don't have the space. Um, so yeah, that's really what's been swirling around. Um, I mean, as far as exciting goes, admittedly, there's nothing that I'm excited about. It's just a blah week. So sorry to be such Mm. a downer, but, (laughs) you know, I'm excited to about our main topic because I'm excited to hear what everyone has to say about uh, self-care because that Mm -hmm. is at the forefront of my mind. But enough about me. Les, what about you? Well, so the majority of my life, and it's really, it's strange because I've never had the work from home thing. Um, I've been working at home, but I'm also, Christy has always either worked from home or worked from a cafe. Um, She has always had an office. So it's the two of us in this space. And I'm in the office because it's the easiest space to kind of cordon off from the rest of the house. And have the white noise machine on so that she can't hear my phone calls because I chose not to, the the upstairs bedroom is still too cold um, for me to take that over as an office because I totally would have and set the, we have a futon in it and I would have set it up as a uh, couch and that would have been amazing. But it's just, it's frigid in there because that's the one room of the house we don't heat. Um, So she's in the kitchen. And it's just, it's really disruptive for her. Um, I'm fine because I'm in my office and that's where I've always done sort of work related things at home. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that. Um, 
And I've been reading about DIY masks. And so I'm thinking about crafty things that I'm going to do this weekend. Uh, I'm not really excited about making the masks. I understand why people want to wear them and why we should wear them, which is why I'm going to make some for when I do go to the grocery store. I find them very uncomfortable. I don't like breathing my own breath. <laughs> um, so it makes me feel a little suffocated, but I'm going to make them. Uh, anyway, and then I'm doing a lot of cooking. Um, I think for the last episode that came out yesterday, I talked about the fact that I was marinating some chicken thighs. Well, I put them on the grill and burnt them. It was very disappointing. Uh, this weekend, I'm planning. I'm I'm switching from healthier foods to uh, I've I've been having some sugar cravings, and I'm going to make uh, chocolate caramel crackers. They're often called horribly holiday crack. Um, usually made with matzah. Uh, so I'm going to make those. I've been reading a lot of GURPS. I've got the um, witchcraft download, which you can print and play. I got the D100 download that you suggested. I finally got it to print. Um, I was doing some printing <laughs> um, in a place where maybe I should not have. And it was like a comedy scene. I had 20 minutes. Yeah. before I had to make my next phone call. And for whatever reason, that particular PDF just caused an issue. It was like stuck in spooling mode and it would print the cover and the first six pages over and over and over. And I would go to the photocopier, I mean printer and shut it off. And then I would run back to the computer and I would stop it there. And then it would just start again, printing on the printer. And then I was going back and forth, back and forth between the office and the printer, office and the printer, office and the printer. And it just, it was, it, I wanted to kick the printer. And then in the middle of it, the printer ran out of toner. And yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it was, it was not, not the greatest. Um, but I did finally get it printed. I printed it at home, uh, which is where I totally was the whole time. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm reading more about um, various role-playing games, which, you know, like I said in the last episode, it's been a while. Um, so it's kind of refreshing my my understanding and knowledge of role-playing. My wife is getting a little interested in it. I think she's seeing all these, like, manuals all over the house and then the pretty dice. Um, so I think I think that she might she might want to play she's expressed some interest so we might actually do a few games together um but we'll see if that happens and are we ready for our main topic i think so the main topic is we just we want to talk about self-care in the time of rona um and the things we're going to talk about the things that we kind of do in terms of um working from home or not working from home and um like ways that we can just take care of ourselves. So um, the first thing, and I think was the biggest thing for me, because when this first started, I was pretty much reading the news nonstop. And from like the moment I'd get up um, until like, I was checking it throughout the day at work too. When what we, back in the day, when I still had work um, in the office, uh, I was, you know, I'd go and I'd check on my phone or a client would say, did you hear? Um, and then I, I would get home and I would check the news again. And before bed, I was checking the news. It was just this, it was just a lot. 
Um, so now I've limited it to checking first thing in the morning, um, the things I occasionally scroll through on Twitter and then, um, once in the evening and I try not to do it, um, just before bed because it's just, it's a lot to read about, um, how many people in leadership are mishandling the situation. And I get enough information about it at work. We get a, we get a daily check about how many people are in the hospital and who are in ICU, um, every morning and then around five o'clock. And I find it a lot. It's difficult to read about. It's difficult to hear about. And I, I worry about, you know, the people in my life. But, um, what about you two in terms of, um, time frame and, and the new? Um, I could go first. Um, I haven't been doing well with this this week. Um, I was doing good last week. Um, cause like you, Les, at the beginning, I was very much like, you know, all about, you know, I'm the type of person that, that likes to know about data and about mm-hmm. numbers. And so I was in this cycle of like checking and seeing like where we were and like slowly seeing our country, the United States, going higher and higher on the list and and it became this really bad thing so i stopped doing it hey we're number one right right (laughs) and so it's like you know i i disengaged but unfortunately um and you may know about this less uh it should hit mainstream soon um by me in my town literally two blocks away from me um there is a state-run soldier's home where the oh, yeah, someone covered up a COVID outbreak at 18 uh, veterans have died so far. Yep. And I can't escape that. That's the town in which I live. And, um, you know, I'm pretty politically involved. And, and so like, you know, Facebook groups, it's just, it's all around. It's sad from anyone's standpoint, but when it's mm-hmm. literally in your neighborhood. So it's been hard this week to kind of pull away from that. And, and so you know, one thing I have done that has been very, very helpful, um, it was a suggestion by my therapist was give yourself time to do whatever you want to do when it comes to research. So give yourself, you know, an hour a day or a half hour a day. And then that's your space to, if you want to look things up, if you want to Google to your heart's content, that's fine. And then also disengage from media um, after dinner, meaning yeah. like you can consume media if it's about like your hobbies or something, but like disengage from coronavirus related things. Don't watch the 11 o'clock news. Don't, you know, try to avoid Facebook because that's the other problem. Um, there is a really good add on for uh, Google Chrome, um, that will filter posts, uh, based on keywords. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't work for my phone. So it's been, I've tried it now these past two days and it's been really helpful because like you said, Les, like you're looking at this stuff and you're going to bed and, you know, a lot of times we are processing things before we know whether we're processing them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if that's the, one of the last things you think about at night, how could you not process that while you're sleeping? And then also when you get up in the morning. Um, so yeah, so that's really, I've, I've been trying to have this intentional 
you know, behavior of disengaging after dinner. And sometimes dinner for me is eight o'clock at night. Sometimes dinner is six o'clock at night. So it's not a set time. It's more just like mm-hmm. I eat my dinner and then that's my space to participate in self care. Um, so yeah. Uh, but that's really like, you know, for me, like lately, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to escape. So. Definitely. What about you, Eddie? It's about it. Maybe like a week ago where this game of it, it, it all just becomes a balance, a balancing act. That information where it's just like night and day uh, to the point where like there are the places that I would turn to for an escape or entertainment. So I've made it a point to uh, inform myself of the time I've had. So I intentionally turn off like my emails, uh, social notifications. Mm-hmm. All notifications are turned off on my device that when I wake up, I can still have my little walk um, with my dog in the morning. That's like a good hour uh, shower and all that stuff. Like that's my that's my me time. Nothing gets in the way, including news. Once I've kind of had and allowed that time, I can consume some news. And it's I think that's about it. Um, that's all I can personally take. My girlfriend has been taking in the news maybe like in the middle of the day, and she'll inform me uh, if there's something that we need to know, both make sure that we take care of them and including our community. I'm here in California. So, um, you know, that's slated to be an, one of the bigger states to get hit really hard. I'm not in the city, but I'm very close to one of the big cities uh, here in Anaheim. I have to... Uh, I want to be informed, but not consuming the news on an ongoing basis throughout the day because I know myself, I know my brain, I know my my emotions can really get the best of me. So I, I allow myself like only in the morning and then the rest, I just depend on my girlfriend. Moving on to the next section of the main topic, setting a schedule. So despite being work from home, I've been talking to a lot of people. Well, mainly because my, my whole job is talking to people. Um, and I think one of the things that's made working from home a little easier for me is that I have a very set schedule. We start at 8.30 in the morning. I have my first phone call at 8.45. I have my next phone call at 9, my next at 10, then 11. Then I have lunch, then one, two, three. And then um, at four o'clock, we have a staff phone call. So it's I have a very regimented schedule. And then sometimes I have free blocks of hours and I break up that time using Pomodoros, which I'm not going to go into extensively here because I've already talked about it so much on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just it it has made me really aware of like so I use it when I when I first call a client, I start a Pomodoro. And if they're a person that only wants to talk for like a half hour, that gives me at the 25 minute mark, it gives me the time to say, you know, we're, we're reaching a half hour. How are you feeling about that? Do you want to talk more? Um, do you want to, you know, do you want another 15 minutes? And then we can go to 45. Um, but it gives me kind of a reminder of where I am for time because normally, I'm not overly like when I, especially when I'm at home, I'm not thinking about time. I could, if I start on a project, I can start a project, forget to eat, and then I'll be doing that project all day long until I get hangry and then I have to go and eat. Um, 
So I'm not, I'm not time sensitive in the way that many people are. So I really have to think about and set something so that I'm aware of the time. Um, but I also realized that having that schedule, um, and like we just used a Google spreadsheet, um, to set up like nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three, like, and then it's just real basic across the week where in our case, it's just like a name, but you could use something, some, something else to trigger, like, what am I doing at this time? But that has been so important for me is having that schedule. And also, you know, I already use my space as a place to kind of, I was always writing in there. I was already always doing sort of side hustle type things. And my office was not so much a gaming place, but more of a place where I was working. So I think adjusting to work from home was easier for me than it was for, say, one of my coworkers just hates it. She can't stand being in her apartment all day. It's, it's, you know, she has like at lunch, she has to go for a walk. Um, and then on top of it, you know, I'm able to break up my week by going into the office a couple of times if I want. So I think, I think having that schedule in some manner, even if, even if I wasn't, and I know myself, I know myself well enough to know that if I'm like, if I have a week off and I'm doing say a staycation type thing, I'm not going to do anything other than the kind of fun things that I want to do. Um, and I have to schedule myself and I have to like nag myself to do things. What about, what about you, Dade? You've been, you mentioned that you're kind of schedule free. Yeah. I mean, I have a very loose schedule. Um, so for me, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do have a designated time when I have to be online. Um, basically from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., both Tuesday and Thursday. Um, but outside of that, the other job, I work three days a week. That schedule fluctuates. There's no routine to it. So, mm. I mean, that it's kind of hard in, in the nature of everything um, to, you know, ask for set hours. Um, but no, I don't have a schedule Mm. and the schedule I do have the shell of what I have of a schedule is not a motivating factor for me to wake up, you know, in the morning if I don't have to. And I think that's really for me, um, you know, like tomorrow I have to work, I have to be at work at seven, which means I got to get up at, you know, five 45. That's, I have no choice. But I don't work on Saturday and I'm not going to get up before eight o'clock. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I need to, whether I'm working or not or what time I'm working, it just is have that routine. Cause I, I don't, I don't have a schedule. I kind of, I kind of make my way through the day. Um, there's really no structure. And I think, you know, off air, you know, I, I hinted upon that, how, you know, the lack of structure right now, more so than ever is really what has been a detriment to yeah to my lifestyle. Now Addie, what what about you in terms of your scheduling system? Do you use a system like I know you you mentioned before that you do work from home regular on a regular basis. So this is not much change for you, but how do you work your schedule? I have a set schedule um it it's like a 9 to 5, but the flexibility is up to us. Uh we are we do have clients and customers international. Um, mm. So it, I've found myself that as the business has been getting busier, um, I've been a little bit more um, 
flexible with my time, maybe a little too much starting when maybe I should start at eight or 9am in the morning, I'm finding myself starting like at 730 and then still working Mm. um, beyond my hours. So it's funny, whereas, you know, I've, I've had the set schedule. I've kind of with everything that's going on. um, I think I was using work as a way to escape from what's going on around us, but then only found myself you know, in a worse situation because mm-hmm. worse uh, work has increased and it has become a lot more overwhelming. Um, so I've kind of come back to, and you just said something when you were talking that you have to know yourself and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. When you try to schedule and have a set schedule, I think what's important to add, and it has been working for me for the past week, is putting blockers and knowing that this time no one should touch. Uh, I, I don't have a meeting with anybody, but I'm going to use that time to get through my emails where it's uninterrupted. I know I can get through that. And something that has also worked for me is to block time for a shutdown. You know, 30 minutes before I actually have to sign off for work, I'm collecting everything that needs to be set and ready to go for tomorrow. Uh, and that has mm-hmm. been really working when it comes to controlling what's happening uh, on my work schedule so that I do stay on schedule and not um, push myself to intentionally blocking off time that's not so much having to uh, speak with customers, but more mm-hmm. so time for me to take care of admin stuff and prep for the next day. Yeah, that all makes sense. I think one of the things like going into what you were talking about in terms of setting boundaries around work and home. Um, so the company gave me a cell phone and it's just easier to give that number out to all of the clients. And initially when I got it, they had made it so that I couldn't use the voicemail. It was locked out. (laughs) So, um, which is really not helpful. So what I was having to do was call the office, get my voicemails, call clients. And finally they, they unlocked it so that we could use the voicemail. So I don't turn the phone on until 8.30 in the morning, and then it goes off at 4.30. So there's eight hours of time where I can get phone calls. And then I'm also not checking any messages or text messages um, until 8.30 in the morning. I just, I have to have that boundary. I can't let people just call me all night long because some people would. And I need to have... You know, I was always very good about keeping work at work and home at home. And, you know, I think it's it blends a little bit while I'm here and having that boundary of like, no, this phone is getting turned off and I'm not going to access the company email when I'm not getting paid to do it um, definitely makes a difference in terms of. Because I could, I could really easily be the person that is on the company laptop, just you know, working on stuff all night long. Because I've been that person too, you know. When I back when I worked for the you know large market that's currently on strike, um, before it was owned by the even larger company, um, I I was working all the time. I was on the company, and it's just not. It's not healthy. You have to have some sort of balance between work and life. And I wasn't healthy back then. I mean, I wasn't happy with doing that. And I'm much happier now, despite the fact that my work is like five times as stressful. 
But yeah, I think boundaries are hugely important. Any other thoughts on boundaries or are we ready to move into the aspects? Also like communicating those boundaries with those around you, both at work, what those boundaries are set in um, the company's like standards, but also communicating that as a team mm -hmm. uh, and then communicating boundaries at home with those that communication is, is definitely key. Yeah, absolutely. So boundaries and communication. It's funny how often those come up. Now we want to move into kind of a secondary or maybe tertiary. I don't know. How, how, where is this on the level of things? Like these are actual things to do, um, to reduce stress and anxiety and worries. Um, and I just kind of made up sort of a random list of things that use stationary goods. And the first thing on my list, and it's because it's a thing that I'm using is journals. Um, so I immediately opened up uh, field notes and started journaling about this. And I don't, it's not, I use it um, as kind of a check-in and, um, you know, it, I'm not, I'm not detailing the number of, of people who are sick or even the number of like, um, cases that are confirmed or the people who have died. I'm just sort of exploring how I'm feeling about things and checking in with myself. Yeah, that, that's been helpful for me. Do either of you journal? And what kind of stationery do you use to do it? I do, but I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the picture is becoming clearer why I'm having a bad week. Um, <laughs> No, I actually, uh, I intend on, on, on journaling actually, uh, this evening I'm starting. Um, I am using a, I, I unwrap the package and everything. One of the new, uh, write notepads, amethyst pocket notebooks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're really, the color makes me happy. It's, you know, I know you don't like the binding, Wes. Yeah, pure. <laughs> um, I plan on ordering their new like journal journals, the bigger size, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, like you, I don't want to have this, you know, keeping track of information. I mean, that's something anyone can look up when they want. Yeah. Um, I want to perhaps journal about my thoughts and feelings in response to that information I'm hearing. Um, and I think the format that I've decided on is not even a page a day. It's however much I want a day. So, you know, some nights maybe I just want to write a sentence or some yeah. nights I want to write three pages worth of work. So I don't, you know, I, I want to, I don't want to layer expectations um, mm -hmm. on it because then it becomes a job and not an activity that's supposed to bring, you know, some semblance of, of peace and stress relief. I think um, this is a historically has been a habit of mine to, uh, I guess, impose certain ways of doing or being onto various activities, whether that be choosing a notebook to use for the first time, um, how to organize my stuff, which way to use my stuff instead of just doing it. So I spend more time 
thinking and analyzing, you know, the what is the right way to start this journal when really just start the journal. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no and so I think that this approach is going to be very much that whatever is on my mind, I'm putting down and there's no there's no format or expectation for me. All right. I really enjoy journaling and don't, um, similar to you, specific journals for other things like reading. But lately I've just been enjoying exploring some of the stationery that I bought. And I'm like, well, let's put this to you, similar to something that you brought up a couple of using what you've purchased and really putting it to use and exploring things like um, I just got into fountain pens uh, probably a couple months ago and I bought some inks. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going through the inks, I'm learning which inks I don't like as I'm writing um, and kind of refining the pen and the ink combination. Uh, so currently I'm using a Claire Fontaine Neo Deco notebook. Mm-hmm. It's an eight five notebook. I really love how the colors pop with the color is more dark colors. So I have like a red, black, black, um, and then kind of a, a smoky black um, ink as well. And it's really helping me to kind of just any thoughts that come to mind. Sometimes it can seem like it's nonsense, but that just outlet of being able to use these pens and, and with the inks that I enjoy and getting these thoughts out and sometimes sketching just little sketches as I write around um, these times. Um, Other notebook that I bought from like a little stationery store and it's, an off and it looks like really old vintage paper, but I just love that. I love the look. Um, really helpful when it comes to being expressive on paper. Hmm. Yeah, that, that sort of brings up um, the next idea that I had thought of art journaling. And this is something that I used a lot and I run groups on it. I used to teach classes about art journaling and it's something I'm not using right now. And it really should be something that I'm using. I used to get a great deal of pleasure of doing sketches and doodles and drawings of politicians that were very honest and often like I would find the worst photo of them I could find online. And then I would make art around that photo. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it just made it, it's just, it was really kind of nice to be able to make those little drawings. And I haven't been able to bring myself to do any art journaling right now. It's just, I I think it's just the whole thing is too overwhelming and I would just be making daily drawings of a particular politician and I don't have that much orange paint. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, do I, I, Dade, I know that for a while you had been playing with some art journaling. Yes. Yes. And then, um, I was actually really enjoying myself and, and, and exploring different mediums. And as someone who is not at all artistic, uh, I realized how artistic I could be. Uh, mm-hmm. I experimented a lot with like layering different colors and using watercolors as opposed to, you know, using markers or, you know, all those things. And then unfortunately, having to pick up another job, my free time kind of went out the window and yeah. I really kind of prioritized what I wanted to do. And that unfortunately fell by the wayside. I think that, 
you know, it's funny you bring this up because it was something that was on my mind. Um, you know, cause, cause for every article you see about what's going on in the world, there's seems to be a degree of counter articles written. In fact, it was funny as we were talking in the beginning about, you know, having a schedule and being productive. I had just flipped over to Facebook and it was, um, there was an article about like, all those talks about productivity are like detrimental or like why productivity shouldn't be a thing Mm -hmm. right now. So there's always counters. Um, Art journaling was one of the things and one of the ones that, that um, has come up time and time again um, Mm -hmm. in different groups, a way to express yourself. Yeah. And it really is. Every time I've used it, it's been really, really helpful. And I've seen so many clients make really great strides using art journaling. It's just, I don't know what it is about this time and place that makes it hard for me to pick up a sketchbook and hard for me to pick up my paints. I don't know. Do you think it's because it is tied to your work? Um, it possibly, I don't know. It's, um... Even when, so I did online art classes of art journaling before I ever went back to do this kind of work. And I still participated in the art journaling even then. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things. And um, I guess that slides down into the into the next section which is sketching because that's another thing you use. You can use your, your stationary supplies for Addie brought that up when she was talking that sometimes she does little sketches in her journal, which kind of, it kind of blends it between a art, a journal and art journal and a sketchbook in a way. I don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely want to hear about that Addie. Cause I, I often, you know, I just journal traditionally and there's been times when um, a lot of my friends will say like, what do you mean? You don't like sketch. You don't doodle. You don't like, you know, you just write like, you know, what about the times when you're thinking and you're not writing? Like, do you do something with your pen, pencil, whatever? And I don't. And so I'm curious, like what that looks like for you. Like, as far as like, you know, you saying like sketching, like, like, what do you mean? So I, um, I find it as freeing as kind of getting your emotions out on paper or just your thoughts to just look at something and see if you can, if I can draw it out. I'm not the best person drawing, but I really enjoy trying to look at even uh, my, so my dog has one floppy ear and that's always just down. I'll think and tell me all the time, like, Oh, she has a broken ear. Um, Like, no, it's not broken. That's just part of her personality. So I try to, you know, that's something that I try to capture on my little sketches, not like a full on drawing, just very skeleton ish of a couple lines with my fountain pen or even my um, gel inks. Times I don't have something to look at and try to draw out. I try to see what comes to mind or needing the pen and paper of something that I'm feeling. Sometimes it's just a matter of probably cliche to say, but see where the lines go and then just continue to on that flow. And then something starts to take shape out of what you're doing. If you just keep going, 
I'm not a professional at sketching or anything like that. I just know that it it does bring some relief if I just don't have a way of expressing what I'm feeling or thinking. Um, sometimes I also use it just to to free my mind. I know many times people attribute meditation to helping them out. I can't meditate. I, I've tried it so many times and I've tried using apps. Um, journaling and this type of sketching has helped me um, more than anything. And I just go with it. So I I'd, uh, encourage you to just see, test it out yourself, see what happens, uh, whether that's just a couple lines, if something that you're looking at and you want to just sketch it out and not fully draw it and add colors or shades to it, just sketching. Yeah. I'm like you, I can't meditate. I try very hard to, um, and I just, I can't quiet my mind. Um, really mm. ever, unless the, the only time I've been successful is if I've used kind of ambient music, but that's, that's even rare. Mm. In terms of like meditation. So I, I was first introduced to, um, a, like a guided visualization style of mindfulness when I was in second grade. And I don't know how this occurred in my redneck elementary school out in the woods, but we had a student teacher come in and she kind of like, we were about to have standardized testing and she sat us down. She's like, this is how you kind of ease your mind before you have a test. And she led us through a guided visualization. And I'm shocked that none of the parents like lost their mind over it, but it kind of, I used that, up until I graduated from my undergrad. Um, and I started after that doing some, some other meditation, some sitting meditation. Um, and I think that for the most part, when it's taught, it's very much taught, particularly with mindfulness, people try to teach people to sit down and do something that's way too long. Like I, in complete honesty, like right now, I'm not able to meditate in the way that I normally would. Um, it, my mind is just far too busy. I'm too agitated and I'm a little anxious and I'm not sleeping well because I'm an anxious person. And that's what happens when I get anxious is I don't sleep. So, um, meditation is like out. I'm, I am able to use mindfulness apps, something like insight timer. And I really have to limit myself to something that's about five minutes long because otherwise my brain is like, Oh, I got to go do this thing or, Oh, I should go do that or this or that. Um, which I think is just the, I think it's it's how the mind works. The mind wants to stay busy and it's really hard, particularly in times of crisis to, to still the mind. And I don't know that it's actually a realistic thing right now for people to sit down and do real sitting meditation. Uh, mindfulness, maybe, maybe you can sit down with your morning cup of coffee and, and be mindful. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I'm not the best practitioner right now, um, but I, I do think it is something that folks can um, practice in a way, but it's hard to, when things are anxiety provoking, to do it. Yeah, because for me at least, um, you're right. There's this anxiety of, um, you know, the world around me, and then I try to do the thing that's supposed to 
you know, help me a little bit and that's not successful. So then there's the anxiety around not being able to do the thing that's mm-hmm. supposed to be able to help me. So at least that's the way my anxiety works. You know, I mean, yeah. So I think that, that, yeah, it's, it's incredibly difficult to the point where I've just taken it off the table. Um, yeah. You know, I, I haven't tried guided meditation in this time period yet. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that might be different. I also find, so this is, I'm not going to mention the particular app by name because we'll be up, up my business for it. Um, there's a particular app that everyone loves um, for guided mindfulness uh, and meditation. And I hate the guy's voice. I know what you're talking it's, about. <laughs> I, we, I think we've talked about it before. Um, this guy's voice puts me on edge. It's like I when I try his mindfulness and meditation, I am visibly agitated afterwards, usually kind of angry and cranky. And I, I couldn't like because I was sitting there and I was I was able to do the meditation. And then at the end of it, I was like, I hate the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so but I, I tried it for about a week and I was like, yeah, no, it's it's this guy's voice. I can't do it because then I, w- I looked at other apps uh, and um, I really like Insight Timer mm-hmm. because they have courses on it. Um, they had uh, and I'm, I can't remember which particular course it was. They had a seven day course for anxiety that was really, really great. And so one of the things and I'm going to I'm going to go off into a nerdy little tangent here. Um, and this is because it's for like it's Dell's particularly into my workplace. Um, when, when you teach mindfulness to anyone with complex trauma or any sort of anxiety disorder, it's really, really difficult for them to get into it. And part of the reason is that it's hard to sit anywhere still with your eyes closed when you have complex trauma, because the mind is screaming at you the whole time. You need to be ready. You need to be aware. And you're not if your eyes are closed and you're focusing only on your breath and the moment. Um, and it, the brain, your, your amygdala and striatum are actually fighting against the instinct to be calm. Your brain doesn't want to be excited or ill at ease. Um, but the anxious portion of your brain does because it wants you to be aware all of the time. And I think a lot of folks right now with what's going on in the world are feeling what it's like to be anxious for the first time. And they have this, you know, gnawing pit in the bottom of their stomach and they're not sure why. And it's because they're anxious and they've never had elevated anxiety before other than after like a car accident or maybe in high school. Um, Right. And it sounds weird, but perhaps only folks that suffer from anxiety can relate. I kind of feel like that's where I have an advantage right now um, because I feel a bit better able to cope. um, Mm -hmm. Whereas my partner who doesn't really have anxiety has started to experience it a little bit and it's been really helpful for me to kind of explain things to her and like, just be there for her and and let her feel. But yeah, like you're right, Les, like there's, it is an impossibility for me to like stop and be still when I'm activated. Uh, Yeah. 
the way I deal with my anxiety is to go do things. Um, mm-hmm. If I get anxious, I mean, I'll have a clean house by the by the end of it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a positive. It's not you know, like distraction is key for me um, because you know, it it just being still is not just it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons why mindfulness is a practice. And and I'm trying not to get into like group leader mode with this because I teach mindfulness groups um, and not be kind of a I'm trying to think of the right wording without cursing. I'm trying not to be an asshole. Um, but you never oftentimes I think people who don't practice my or people who practice mindfulness um think that everyone should be able to do it and the reality of it is is when someone's activated is the worst time to teach them how to do mindfulness or meditation because you're not going to quiet the ag- agitated mind in that way it's better because mindfulness and meditation are a practice there's something that you have to do when you're already calm you have to build the practice while you're not agitated when you're when you're not anxious and so asking someone who is, you know, anxious already, as most people are right now, um, to start doing mindfulness when they've never done it before is going to be less successful. And like when I teach mindfulness, I have people do two minute meditations to start. Like we're going to sit and we're going to just work on our breath. We're going to breathe together for two minutes. And then we're going to talk about what that experience was like. And then we're going to look at, okay, so how you were feeling this way. Let's, let's explore some of that. What was going on before you came into this group and asking people to sit down to do even 10 minutes of any sort of mindfulness when they've never practiced it before is not helpful. It's only going to agitate and make them more, more anxious because then you're, you're failing and you always want to give people successes when they're learning mindfulness. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox about mindfulness uh, (laughs) because I could, I could literally talk about it for 45 minutes and have in the past. Yeah. Um, but I think actually we skipped a little bit. Um, yeah, we did. We moved down, but there's a natural, um, I think it, it naturally flowed. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about creating content. Yeah. Um, because not only does that provide a good distraction and a good outlet, but I think that, um, it helps other people. So there's this idea that I've been feeling and having of how I've wanted to create some content. I have some ideas. Um, but then there's the feeling of like, not only will I create something, but perhaps I'll provide somebody else with Mm. some distraction, um, and enjoyment. And so there's that collective feeling of being helpful, but also being connected in a time that we're so disconnected. Um, so yeah, I mean, less you are, I mean, I aspire to be you sometimes <laughs> when it comes to, uh, productivity, motivation and content creation. Um, you know, like following your Instagram or Facebook, it's like, yeah, I just decided to like pickle these jalapenos and like make this entire meal from scratch. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't pickle the jalapenos. I bought the, that in a can. Okay. Still, you would have <laughs> if you, <laughs> if I had the jalapenos, I certainly would have. But like, you know, so, so I, I want to know and, and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Addie as well, like, 
if you do create content, like what keeps you going mm. when it's not always like less like remember that time that we recorded that podcast about lesbian uh Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. Oh god, that was terrible. Uh, but no, the, that somewhere that was. Ah, uh, it's on my old computer. Oh man. Anyhow, <laughs> some good sound bites from that one. But um, oh god, you know something like that. You know, we were excited about it, and it kind of just really didn't go anywhere. And it was a thing, and it was fine. <laughs> but like, how to roll with those punches? Um, mm. Well, you know, honestly, like I was really disappointed that. I wasn't able to pull that podcast together. Um, I was really, I was pretty bummed out about that, but also like I have a million ideas a day sometimes, not lately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I, I start them and they fail and I get bummed out about it. And then I try to move on. But, you know, because I'm an anxious person, I'm going to think about that six years from now and be like, man, I was an idiot. Right. I mean, it's so much (laughs) potential, you know, for like hilarity to ensue. Yeah. Because I still just want a podcast um, so I can name it Van Dykes to watch out for. I think you should just make like a a general podcast that's just funny and whatever comes to mind that day. Yeah, that would be interesting. That's what the kids are doing these days. Yeah, like a. But the question would be: would would you would you talk to yourself or would you have co-host? You know, I mean, if I do have a camera in my house, um, if you were to watch that footage, uh, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> uh, you know whether it's playing a game or whatever, talking to the cats. So I don't think that that would be hard to do, but I definitely would have to have prep work done. Mm-hmm. Whereas when, when I podcast, I don't, besides our show notes, I don't think I just go like, I don't, I don't prepare other than thinking about the topic in my head. Like I don't, you know, write out a script. Mm. Well, so like manuscripting pod is like that where it's just me talking to myself. Um, I give myself a loose script okay. kind of bullet points, sort of like what we do, sort of like what the main topic looks like today. I do a list of bullet points and I let myself ramble a little bit and then try and bring myself back to it. Okay. I mean, what do you think, Addy? Yeah. Hey, so I enjoy um, podcasting and this podcast. So I'm at this moment where I'm jealous of everybody that has the time to create content because I've been itching to get back to it because that's me a form of release and always coming from a port a place of wanting to help others. Whenever I can during this time, I'm really enjoying hopping over into my IG account and creating fun stories, going mm-hmm. live for even interacting with that audience. Oh, so yeah, creating content. In that form, for me, what it looks like is just dotting, jotting down like the main focus, one or two points, and then going with it on IG stories or IG live, um, connecting with other creators on what's working for them. Um, photography too, I think is a mm-hmm. form of content, not necessarily writing out, you know, having the picture and writing out a full blog post underneath 
the, the picture, but I feel like when you take a picture and you fidget with the colors, you're composing it in a way, like if it is a blog uh, piece, and I, I find that really enjoyable. I just wish I had more time right now. Um, mm. that I get to is creating more pictures, going more on IG and, and having fun and teaching things. Um, and I want to get into something that you've both have inspired me, which is blogging. Um, I'm so uh, inspired by the work that you guys have done on both of your guys' blogs. And I, I want to be able to build something out for my audience on that form. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea for a blog? It's it still has to do with because I've I've been in this uh, industry so long f- about you know audio creation. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to teach podcasting in a blog form. I want to discuss audio creators that aren't being discussed and highlighted. Um, people throw the word around about diversity, mm. but I really want to focus on what diversity means in such the in the little avenues that it it really is composed of the word and highlight both those that are that aren't just in New York or in California um, from a hometown that you nobody even knows about, but there's amazing creators there, um, different cultures. I want to be able to highlight that in the best way possible. And I can see it, the blog taking um, of a written form and an mm-hmm. audio form and photography supported on those three different levels. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. Sounds like it would make an amazing blog on that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any specific questions in terms of blogging that we could answer or or explore with you? Or maybe that's an entirely different episode. Yeah, I'd I'd love to learn from both of you. You both have been doing it for so long. And um, I think the discipline of uh, and the structure that works for you, but for your audience. Um, mm. Interested in that. All right. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like my blog, I've allowed it to become whatever it is that I need it to be in the moment. Um, my blog actually started out hilariously as uh, and I've talked about this on the show before. It started out as me detailing interactions with my ex, um, who was um, not in the right frame of mind at the time, and was. It's not funny, but I wrote about her mildly stalking me, um, and showing up to my house at random and weird times, and like being on campus when I was on campus, even though she didn't need to be on campus, I wrote about it in a really humorous way. And, and just to make it clear to everyone who's listening, stalking is not funny, but my ex was a relative. If you're going to be stalked by someone, she was a relatively safe person to be stalked by because she meant me no harm. It was just annoying. So uh, I wrote, that's what I was writing about initially when I started the blog. And then as that situation calmed down and she got the help she needed and she's actually doing fine now and um we yeah anyway i'll leave it there she's doing fine now to sort of i start talking about the art that i was making the books that i was binding and it 
just became sort of, I started writing about all of my art and uh, the people who'd been reading me were like, I'm really interested in your artwork. I'm really interested in your book binding. Keep writing about that. Cause I was going to close the blog. Cause I was like, I don't have any content about my ex anymore. She's not funny, but <laughs> she got help. It's not, you know, it's not humorous anymore. And I had moved on. I had healed from that situation. So then it became everyone who was reading it was really wanted to read about the art. So I wrote about the art I was making. I detailed processes of bookbinding. I detailed processes of making art. Um, the summer that I spent out of work and just making art and selling it via eBay, I detailed that. Um, and then as things morphed and I started using art as a side hustle, I wrote about that too. Um, so I think that the most important thing is that allow the blog to morph with you as maybe your your core ideas about the blog change and then allow it to have some flexibility. Don't be so rigid on it being, this is what it's got to be. Because if you're not flexible, then you're going to get to that point where I was, where I was like, I'm making fun of my ex and her shenanigans on my blog. That's what this blog is about. Um, if you hit that wall, then you give it up. You you move on to a new blog. And that's not always necessary. Anyway, Dave, do you have any de um, tips and tricks on blogging? Uh, yes. <clears throat> First and foremost, don't post a blog post that says sorry it's been a while since i've written <laughs> um yeah i've learned don't make promises uh it makes it into a task so i've had the weekly pencil for three years maybe um and i used to really get on myself when i wouldn't make regular posts about stuff and so it it became not fun. And so I stopped doing it. And it was a fee it was, it was like a feedback loop. You know, it's like, I'm really excited, I'm gonna post a lot. And then I don't and then I get disappointed. And then I'm disappointed. So I'm gonna post a lot. And so it just kept going in circles. So I think for me, it's like removing that expectation. And just when the moment strikes me, I write about something, I don't feel motivated or pulled in a certain direction to write about something anymore. Um, I have moved away from like, you know, buying everything new that comes out and writing about it. Um, I'm only buying something if I want it and then writing about it. Um, so really <clears throat> for me, I think it's just letting it have a singular focus, like, but not putting expectations on that focus. Uh, you know, since we recorded last time about solo RPGs, you know, I had, I had made a post, Oh, I don't know, a year ago about solo RPGs on the weekly pencil. And when I check my stats, that is still the most viewed page on my entire mm -hmm. blog, which is mainly about stationary. Like, so I think, you know, I am moved to kind of write more about that. Um, so removing the expectation that my blog is only about stationary um, would really kind of pigeonhole me into just doing that. And then I wouldn't be happy, but here I am now inspired by something, you know, I'm going to do it now. Now I'm not going to write um, personal things on that blog. That's a separate thing. But I think that there is, as we've 
proven uh, a lot of crossover between the stationary world and, you know, role playing. Um, not only in personality, but in actual <laughs> like tools used. Um, it's like that, you know, stationary kind of falls into a lot of buckets that I carry, you know, academia, um, being a student, um, being a tabletop role playing gamer, you know, so, so yeah, so that's, that's my big tip for the world is, is not putting yourself in a box of, I need to do this. Like I've never made, I think the most money I've ever made off my blog in one quarter was like $15. And that was like from my solo RPG post where people just bought the D and D handbook off a affiliate <laughs> link. Like, we don't make like, you know, holding yourself and expecting yourself to do that. It's just not going to happen. So I think removing that and just writing about what you like, it really kind of shines through. That's why I like, you know, your blog less because you can tell that you're doing it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't made a post in nine months. Really? It's been that or long? No, 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 no. I did. Um, I did a Baron fig review. Yeah. But it's been a while since then. So. Yeah, I, I, and that's something that also I used to beat myself up about a lot is, um, I go through periods where I just don't post. Yeah. And I kind of look at it now as a vacation. And I realized that it always seemed to happen around the same time of year. It was like January, February, March. I would never post. There was like, there were years where those, those three months, um, I would just not post. Um, and it used to like, I would watch my stats really closely and then I would get really bummed out and kick myself for not posting on those months. Cause I was still looking at the stats because with WordPress, you still have to log in. You have to make sure everything's updated so that your blog doesn't crash. Um, so I was, yeah, I think like, Posting when you want to post, but also when you are posting, using a schedule so that you're not feeling like you have to post every day um, because every day isn't necessary. It's like a it's like a podcast, right? Like a podcast, um, you you need to have a regular schedule, and I think that helps with with um, with a blog as well, so that you don't feel overwhelmed. Are you both? feeling right now in this time um are you guys having any inspiration to create content i mean it's kind of meta we are here on the podcast which is uh, <laughs> you guys creating content for the show but yeah. outside of even the blog i know les you do a lot of writing um you have like a word count going but how is that inspiration if any is it impacted during this time are you guys having any coming to you yeah um I have been really impacted. So before this, um, so the last year has been really, really difficult um, in terms of it was like one thing after another. I changed jobs. I found out my mom had cancer. Um, then my coworker left. Then um, my mom had radiation treatment. I think it was radiation. It was radiation or chemo. And so we thought it was over then. Um, then we found out. Um, she had to have more Then I lost another coworker. Um, 
And then the company decided we weren't going to replace her. So like anytime I have a lot of change in my life, it really affects my inspiration in a bad way. And so in January, I lost another coworker, but I also found out that basically my mom is cancer free um, and my grandmother died. So, so I say that with a laugh, which is really off putting, but you know, it's just like all of this stuff happening at, at once really threw me off. But so by February, I had started to write again and I was in a really good routine of getting up and doing my usual, like I get up in the morning, I would write a little bit. Um, I, I had worked on an outline for a week and felt really good about it. Um, and then all of this hit. And it, this has really thrown my inspiration for a loop. And part of it is that despite having a set schedule for work, I don't have a set home schedule. So my work schedule or like my work routine, if you will, I get up at a particular time, I make my coffee, I sit down, I read a little bit about the news, and then I would start writing for 25 minutes. And my goal was always just 25 minutes a day. And sometimes that 25 minutes was working on my word count. And sometimes it was doing, um, you know, stuff for the outline. Sometimes it was research, whatever it was, those 25 minutes were, were led to writing. And I just, I'm not really in the mood to write right now. And I know part of that is about this. And part of it is also because my routine is thrown off and I'm a person that when my routine is not set, it really just throws my entire mindset off. So I'm trying, like I've, I've now, I turned my alarm back on so that I'm getting back up at the same time as if I was going to work. Um, so there's that. Um, and I think I'll get the motivation back. Like I'm feeling more like my usual self. I'm feel like I'm feeling really great about work because I'm super productive and I'm doing my work and a coworker's work. So, um, I think that's boosted my morale a little bit in and hopefully I'm going to get back to back to writing and you know, and then I'm going to have gardening. Gardening, I'm going to be putting stuff in the ground soon. That's going to be a ton of work. I got 90 pepper plants. I ridiculously started in February. Um, and then the tomatoes and eggplant and I'm sometimes I'm stupid. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, this has definitely affected my ability to, um, be able to write and be productive. What about you, Dade? How is this affecting you in terms of writing? Actually with and, having two jobs, Dade. Uh, yeah. yeah. And two very different jobs. So, um, you know, working at a college is very different than working at an emergency animal hospital. So I have very large extremes when it comes to emotion. Um, you know, today was a great day. I didn't have a single student and I got to get paid to sit with a Zoom meeting open while playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> um, that was my work day today. Last night, um, I witnessed some things that were very sad and you know, depressing and hard. And so it's like this whiplash effect to where I'm still thinking about last night at work sometimes. 
Mm. And then I'll have a day where it's fine. And now tomorrow I have to go back to work. And not every day at the animal hospital is bad. But, you know, last night was the first time when I almost felt like crying about something. And I've been there for about six months. So, you know, luckily my wife works there too. So we can kind of emotionally unpack things. But, you know, so it's this, it's this whiplash effect that I'm getting. And so today, um, before work, I had my teletherapy session. Um, but even before that, it just was easier to lay around and watch YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, whether that be YouTube videos of cats on TikTok, uh, <laughs> which, um, as an aside, um, I don't know who gave old people access to TikTok, but it should stop. <laughs> immediately um it's really bad that's a whole other show um or like watching videos about my favorite hobbies video games or you know um you know that kind of stuff so i have these ideas and i think i think last time we recorded less we talked about um we talked about uh my idea of wanting to create something new and something different i'm not going to talk about it because i don't want to jink it jinx it but um I have ideas. And so every time I get inspired and, and have an idea sparked, I think unless I go and do it right away, I do get sidetracked. Um, and that's just something that's a, a personal thing. That's not like a, you know, I think it's learning to cope with several different high stress scenarios. And then, you know, for me, starting social work school in June and doing that mm. remotely uh, I've had a lot on my plate. And so, you know, I think, um, for me, when I do create content outside of the podcast, um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be hard to really kind of focus and follow through, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the podcast is different. I mean, this is like a social, like, this is like me, um, talking to friends like it's not hard yeah maybe i, I agree with that <laughs> editing's hard Ed editing is hard especially the last episode you guys have no idea how many ums i edited out of my talking i would guess <laughs> no less than 50 i'm not even kidding um it's i just said um it's a <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah but anyhow um yeah i don't know i i think i'm gonna create what i'm thinking of creating and just throwing it out there on the internet and seeing what happens um and just doing what i want to do uh instead of i guess um saying like oh i need to have a youtube channel just about this thing less your idea of just like having a podcast where you just talk about stuff like Whatever comes to mind. Right. And because I think right now that's all that I'm capable of. And I think a lot of us um, feel similarly. Mm. So, yeah. So that was a complicated answer to a very simple question. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. <clears throat> What's the time look like? Uh, let me look. One hour and 23 minutes. Okay. So we can wrap it up. Uh -huh. Unless we can wrap it up. People would like to, um, I don't know. Should we have a 
question. Answer any, anyone have any questions? Anyone I guess have, is a big question. Anyone have a burning <laughs> question? <laughs> People are typing. Oh. Or what happened in the first 90 minutes? You'll have to listen when the podcast comes out. <laughs> I might <clears throat> edit in the morning. Yeah, it's okay. On my conference call. No, no, I'm definitely, I'm not editing tonight. I'll I'll be editing tomorrow morning when I'm on my first conference call. Yeah. And honestly, this is not supposed to be like our regular recording. That's why they're 0.5 episodes. <laughs> um, they're supposed to be kind of just off the cuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think personally can, want to thank yeah. you both for yeah. continuing to publish, um, this podcast in this time. It has social for that, you know, break anymore. Mm-hmm. I do turn to podcast and, um, SVP along with erasable Andy. I've enjoyed listening to these podcasts time and time again, and to see that a new episode pops in my feed that really excites me. Thank you. Yes. And I, I'm just going to throw out here that the podcast is kind of self-care for me right? because I get to sit and talk with Dade and now Addie and Lenore. Um, and it just it's really nice to have a conversation with someone who gets my nerdy stationary habits. Uh, my my wife is cool about it. You know, I don't I don't have one of those like uh spouses who's like uh, pencils or pens why what's up with the ink um and being able to like s- sit down and just have a conversation with people just get it um is really nice uh and yeah you know it's it's definitely i'm glad we're doing them more often um so yeah thanks for being here Yes. So do you want I to told my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm going to be on the RSVP podcast. She's like, okay, she doesn't know. She's not as interested as I am in <laughs> stationary, but she knows that I'm like really, uh, what's the word? Like leaning into all of this more in the past mm-hmm. couple months. Supportive that way, but I, I completely uh, relate to both here on the podcast and over in the Facebook groups and here on Discord. I feel like with one another, with people who understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> it definitely think, makes a big difference. Yeah, no. And I think I agree with you less. It really, I'm really disappointed um, that we won't most likely be able to connect anytime soon. I mean, Les and I are about, if I'm driving an hour and a half, from each, <laughs> you know, from each other, we're on, you know, the state of Massachusetts, you know, you're on one end, I'm on the other. Um, mm-hmm. with wise, not, you know, so I think this really is like that bright spot in my week to kind of talk. Cause we do a lot of talking before we record, you know, I mean, sometimes we talk about such great things. We're like, Oh, we got to talk about that again and record it. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we have to say, save it for the show. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely a bright spot. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So anyway, 
Um, so I want to thank everyone who keeps showing up to Discord. It's really nice to see. Um, I do have to block the chat, so I'm not seeing it during. And I, I, I open it up so that I can see it here and there when I'm not talking. Because I really do want to pay attention to Dade and Addy as we have these conversations. But it's really cool to just see people popping in and listening as we chat. Um, that's always fun. So just thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone who's joined into the Discord thing. I want to thank everyone who has joined the Facebook group as well. Um, lots of great conversations here and there. And just, uh, it's just awesome. I just really enjoy this um, podcast and group of people so much. It's just really wonderful. Um, and thank you for showing your support. I really really appreciate it. You can find the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com now on Discord. Addie, where can people find you? People can find me here on Discord. I would say that's the first place. Second place would be Instagram, which is at Podcast Planner. Dade, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Weekly Pencil. You can find me, Les, at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. Um, you can find Lenore at Lenore on Twitter. She's never on there. You're better off going to Facebook and finding her in the Erasable Podcast or the RSVP Stationary Podcast groups. Oh. Now I can say thank you. <laughs>